Welcome to another exciting episode of Patanjali Yoga Sutra Commentaries by respected Dr. Chinmay Pandya. Each episode delves deep into a selected set of sutras, so be sure to follow along and remember to revisit any episode you may have missed. We hope you enjoy and do stay connected with DSVV by following our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages using the handle at DSVVOfficial. Pranam from Shantikunj Haridwar, Deva Sanskriti Vishwavidyalaya, India. Let us start with the recitation of the Gayatri Mantra. Gayatri Mantra, as we have been discussing throughout this chapter and also in the previous one, that it is the mantra that helps one to take the path of inner refinement, becoming a decent human being, becoming a noble, kind-hearted human being. And to accomplish what uh, any divine path is telling human beings to accomplish, only thing that is required the most is devotion, Shraddha. Mantra, they are the same. They are the combinations and they are the aggregations of different kinds of syllables. They are just like that. And they become effective if there is a call of devotion from the heart of the yogi the sadhak. If the path is full of shraddha, samarpan, dedication, surrender, then they are able to get the desired result that we are trying to seek through this mantra of Gayatri. There comes a very beautiful story and a story is of a man who accomplished samadhi. He was the first person to accomplish Samadhi while meeting Bhagwan Buddha, Lord Buddha. And the story is uh, beautiful. The story is that Gautam Buddha was giving a lecture. He walked in. And moment they both saw each other, just their eyes actually met. They smiled and he reached to Samadhi. So Ananda, who has been living with Bhagwan Buddha, Lord Buddha, for 40 years he was naturally upset. He said, how come this man gets the samadhi even while walking through the door and I am not getting anything while, like you know, I have been with you for 40 years. Lord Buddha said that, remember the first day you came to me, Ananda. You asked for three things. You said that whosoever you would wish me to meet, I will meet and I always met. Second thing you said that, Whatever question you will ask, I will answer and I always answered. Third, you said that you would always sleep in the same room as me and you all, I already permitted you to do so. When did you ask for Samadhi? That man came with a single pursuit in his heart that he wanted nothing but the Samadhi. You get what you are asking for. That is the purpose of Shraddha. What is the call? What did we ask for? What is our aspiration? What are we searching for? We get what we are searching for. If we are searching for worldly pleasures, then that becomes our destination. If we are searching for illumination, enlightenment, liberation, salvation, samadhi, nirvana, kevalli, moksha, that, that becomes the path. Just the question should be right. And if our question is right, our quest is right, we get the right result. So we do the Gayatri Mantra 
searching for the answers within. Those of you who can chant the Gayatri Mantra, join in chanting with me. Om Bhur Bhuvaha Swaha Tatsavetur Varenyam Bhargo Devasya Dhemahe Dheyo Pranams and welcome to everyone. We started to discuss the second chapter, Sadhanabad of Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, and have reached to almost the final stage. This chapter started with a question by Vyas. And he asked during the commentary that first chapter is dedicated to those people who are advanced seekers. They have reached to Vairagya. They have got no cravings. There is nothing giving birth inside them that would make them run after worldly pleasures. So they need only the practices. And depending upon different individuals, their inner architecture, different paths were provided by Patanjali in the chapter 1. So he asked that what about those people who are medium level seekers, even the beginners. So for them, he writes this chapter where two different strategies are given. The first is the Kriya Yoga, second is the Ashtanga Yoga. Kriya Yoga, Patanjali defines in the verse 1, Tapa Swadhyay Shwarpadhanani Kriya Yoga. Basically, it's an action-oriented approach which consists of tapa, swadhyaya and devotion to Ishwara. If I do that, what would I get? Sahi Kriya Yoga. He says, what would it lead to? It leads to two things. Samadhi Bhavanartha, Klesha Tanu Karanarthasya. It weakens the Kleshas and helps the yogi sadhak to attend the Samadhi comes the natural question, what are the kleshas? So Patanjali says they are same like five vrittis, they are also five kleshas. Ajnana, Asmita, Raga, Dvesh, Abhinivesha, Panchak Klesha. These five are the five klesha in which avidya is the main one. Avidya is the breeding ground in which everything else is being cultivated. Avidya Kshetra Muttaresham, it is the breeding ground for remaining of the Kleshas. And Kleshas which are being born in the field of Avidya, they could be of four types, Prasupta, Tano, Vichinnu, Dharanam. They could be lying dormant or they could be fully manifested. They could be weak or they could be intermittent. Then he defines each of them, each Klesha one by one. Avidya, he says, Anitya Ashuchi Dukkha Natmasu, Nitya Shuchi Sukha Atma Khyati Avidya. Finding pleasure where there is a source of pain, looking for our own identity when there is none, looking for permanency in the temporary things, that is the Avidya. And then this would give birth to Asmita, 
moment I created a boundary for myself, I would lead to another problem. So, avidya leads to asmita. Avidya gave birth to the illusion and illusion gave birth to an identity for self. That asmita is drik darshan shakti ekatma eva shakti asmita. That shakti, that power which makes one to believe that I am one with my surroundings, the body. It is the asmita. And moment I created boundary for myself, I have created boundary for others. What I want for me is rag sukhanushai raga. But what I do not want others to get is dvesh sukhanushai dvesha. And then there is another one that he calls as the abhinivesh. Abhinivesh is a kind of feeling of clinging to the life, thinking that I would live forever, having a false belief that in spite of the fact that everyone is coming here, checking in and checking out, nobody is here permanent. Still, somehow people continue to believe that I would be here forever. And that he calls as Swaraswahi Vidushaha Api Tatha Rudaha Abhinivesha. The Kriya Yoga only weakens the Klesha. So how would we deal with the remainder of the remainder of the Klesha? The one that is weakened but is still there. It's not completely destroyed. For them, Patanjali talks about two major techniques. First is Pratiprasav, second is Vivekakhyate. They become even much more weakened or they could be traced back to their origin and then destroyed with Pratiprasav. Te Pratiprasav heya sukshma. The subtle ones can be destroyed with Pratiprasav and even completely destroyed with Vivekakhyate. Dhyana heya tadavritte. Then comes the mechanism that underpins the kleshas leading to karma, karma leading to bondage. So he talks about that klesh mule karma shayoho drisht adrisht janma vedaniya. That in the root of all problems is the klesh leading to karma. There is a storage of the karma which is responsible for the seen and unseen life forms. There are many that are in our knowledge. There may be many which may not be in our knowledge. And this is all happening because of storage of the karma. You need to have money in your account to get the interest. And what we are getting is the interest. Interest in the form of life forms. Because the capital is lying in the karma shay. And that he says, as long as you have not withdrawn the money from there, because you have kept your deposit in the main one, karmashaya, satimule, as long as that exists, tadvipaku, and you haven't paid that back, jati ayubhoga, you will keep getting the life, life experience and the duration of life. You cannot avoid that, he says, as long as the storage of karma is there. And they are responsible for te lad paritapa phala punya apunya hetutvat. Depending upon the type of storage that they have got, good or bad, shubh or ashubh, right or wrong, punya or pap, you get the result accordingly. You keep getting lad or paritap, you keep getting the pleasure or the pain, depending upon the storage that you had. He says this is the common understanding. However, for other people who are viveki, who have reach to a stage of discernment, they are in a stage of wisdom. For them, 
everything is dukkha, everything is suffering. Parinam tapa sanskara dukkai, gun vritti virodhancha. He says they are dukkham sarva eva vivekina. For them everything is dukkha, nothing but the pain. But that pain, how can you deal with it? He says the one that we have already experienced, we can do nothing about it. That's just a memory. One that we are facing right now, we cannot change it, we can amend it, but we cannot destroy it. Heyam dukkham anagatam, the one that is about to come, that could be avoided. So the question comes that how could we avoid, but before avoiding, how would we know what is the reason for that pain to come? Without having a diagnosis, how would we treat? We need to have the reason behind it. What is the etiology? What is the thing that is giving birth to everything? He says, Drishta Drishteho Sanyoga He Hetu. The association that takes place between the pure consciousness and the gunas of the prakriti that gives birth to that Sanyoga. Sanyoga means union, that conjunction, that equation that's been created because they both were separate and somehow they created a bondage and this bondage is responsible for dukkha it is responsible for suffering and then as patanjali has got the characteristic way of explaining he has used three things drisht drishyo sanyogah heya hetu so then he would define drishta drish and sanyog a b and the equation in between. He is going to explain all of them. So first he explains the drishya, which is the manifested world, which is the world that has been created by Prakriti. So he defines it, he says that world that you see has got an inherent nature of three gunas. Prakash, Kriya, Stiti, Shilam, Bhutendriyatmakam. It has got the characteristics of Bhut and elements, elements and senses, Bhut and Indriya. Ekatmakam, bhog apvarg artham, and it continues to exist for a sole purpose of either giving an experience or liberation to the purush. The drishya, that is the drishya. And the guna that are there of prakriti, they could be again of different types. He tells them, he says, vishesha vishesh. Lingamatra, Lingani, Guna Parvani, they are the Gunas of Prakriti. Question comes, what is about the Drishta? He says, Drishta, Drishimatra, Shuddhopi Pratyanupasya. That Drishta is pure, it is absolutely pure. But Drishya, the manifested world, is only creating the images in front of it. Tadarth eva Drishyasya Atma. This statement is not only spiritual but also very scientific. In scientific understanding, this is also the thing that the whole universe exists because we are participating into it. It became a reality because rather than choosing to be an observer, I became participant. And this is what Patanjali is saying that the whole purpose of drish, drishya, sansar, this manifested world, the prakriti and gunas of prakriti to continue existing is because of purush. It has decided to look at it. If it won't, it won't exist. One who decides to stop, he calls him Kritarth. He has done his purpose, Kritartham. The one who has accomplished its purpose, Kritartham pratinashtam apinashtam. For him, Drishya ceases to exist. Tadanna sadhanatvat, but not for others, because they are still playing the game. 
it only stops for the one who stops it, who logs himself out from his email account. He has deleted the account, now he doesn't exist anymore. For other, it continues to exist because they are still part of it. He says, so the only purpose for it to exist, so atma shakti yoga. It does two things. It makes one to realize the manifested world, but also the inside. And that sanyoga is responsible. That sanyoga tasya hetu avidya. That happens because of avidya. So if I am able to counter avidya, I can counter the sanyoga. Tat abhavad, sanyoga abhavad, hanam, then it leads to final freedom. Tat drishah kevalyam. And that state is the Kavalya. How would you get the Han? Viveka Khyati Aviplavo Hano Paya. The Upaya, the treatment of getting the Hana is Viveka Khyati. And even at that state, you are not completely free. Tasya Saptada Pranta Bhumi Pragya. Then also, seven different states are yet to be completed that we already talked about ge shunya he shunya prapya prapya chigirsha shunya kritarthata avchitta gudalinta and then comes atmasthiti we are seated in our own self aware of only our awareness and nothing else that's it light is seeing the light and nothing else that state is the state of kevalya and then question comes how would you get Viveka Khyate? For that, he introduces Yoganga, Ashtanga Yoga. He says, Yoganga Nushthanat, Ashuddhikshaya, Jnana Deepti, Aviveka Khyate. That you follow the practice of Yoganga. By doing that, you remove the impurities and you illuminate the inner light. And that inner light is illuminated by removing the impurities. Technically, they both are the same. You remove the impurities, then purity already is inside. That would shine forth. And shining that forth is giving birth to Viveka Khyate. So then he introduces the Yoganga. He says, Yamaniyam asan pranayam pratyahara dharana dhyan samadhi ashtavangani. These are the eight limbs of yoga. And these eight limbs of yoga, then he talks about them one by one, he first talks about the Yamad, he says, Ahinsa, Satya, Asteya, Brahmacharya, Aparigraha, Yama. These five are the Yamas. And the purpose of the Yam, purpose of the Yam is to help one to discipline himself. Our energy is going wayward in all directions. Anything comes, our mind goes in that direction. He wants to discipline it. So, yamas are related to my relationship with the society so that I can discipline my energy and give it an inward direction. Niyamas are more for making it much more uh, balanced in our own approach. So, yamas are related to my relationship with society and niyamas are related to my relationship with myself. And yamas, after defining them, he says, Jati Desha Kalasamaya Anvachinna Sarvabhav Mahavratam. They are universal, non-negotiable and they are the greatest vows. Then comes Niyamas. Niyamas, he says, Shaucha Santosha Tapaha Swadhyay Shwar Pranidhanani Niyama. These five, Shaucha Santosha Tapaha Swadhyay Shwar Pranidhan, they are Niyamas. 
वितर्क बाधने प्रतिपक्ष भावनम एंड इफ इन फॉलोइंग देम माइंड गेट्स डिस्ट्रेक्टेड देन हुक टू द ऑपोजिट काइंड ऑफ थॉट्स दैट वुड हेल्प यू टू फॉलो द पाथ ऑफ यम एंड नियम देन ही सीज हाउ टू डू इट सो ही देन इवन डिफाइंस दैट वितर्क हिंसा इफ यू गेट ए थॉट ऑफ लाइक हिंसा ए वायलेंट काइंड ऑफ थाट कम्स टू योर माइंड फॉर एग्जाम्पल ही सेज टू डील विद इट यू नीड टू रिमेंबर दैट कृत कार्य तनमोदिता दैट देर आर थ्री टाइप्स ऑफ कर्म कृत कार्य तनमोदिता लोभ मोह क्रोध लोभ पूर्वका मृदु मध्य अधिमात्रा दुख अज्ञान अनंत फला इति प्रतिपक्ष भावनम सो मेनी कॉम्बिनेशंस यू नीड टू रिमेंबर दैट माई सिंगल एक्शन नाउ इज नॉट ओनली ए सिंगल एक्शन इट कैन गिव बर्थ टू मल्टीपल कंसिक्वेंसेज एंड दे ईच वुड ब्रिंग एन आउटकम ऑफ द कर्म डू आई रियली वॉन्ट दैट एम आई रियली इंटरेस्टेड इन इन लाइक यू नो गिविंग बर्थ टू सो मेनी कंसिक्वेंसेज द थ्रेड ऑफ विच वुड कंटिन्यू फॉर मिलियंस ऑफ लाइफ प्रॉब्ली नॉट इफ आई एम एबल टू फोकस ऑन दैट देन आई वुड बी एबल टू चेंज द कोर्स ऑफ एक्शन दैट आई एम अबाउट टू मेक दैट्स वट पातंजलि सेंग and then he talks about after this that if you follow the yam and niyam then what would be the outcome that you will get ahinsa pratishthayam tat sannidho vairatyaga by being established in ahinsa non violence what person gets is a state in which his proximity would become so calm and peaceful that anyone coming in his close contact would immediately lose his hostility anger and aggression and animosity there would be no jealousy and there would be no hatred in their heart satya satya pratishthaya if you follow the path of satya kriya phal ashrayatam your speech becomes so powerful that whatever you would say would turn out to be true and then aste अस्ते प्रतिष्ठायाम सर्वरत्न उपस्थानम बाय फॉलोइंग द पाथ ऑफ अस्ते पर्सन रीचेस टू ए स्टेट वेयर ऑल द ज्यूल्स ऑल द फाइनेस्ट थिंग्स दे स्टार्ट टू प्रेजेंट देमसेल्फ ही वुडंट हैव टू सर्च फॉर देम दे विल कम एंड अपीयर इन फ्रंट ऑफ हिम एंड बाय फॉलोइंग ब्रह्मचर्य ब्रह्मचर्य प्रतिष्ठायाम वीरलाभ बिकम स्ट्रॉन्ग रिगर दैट वुड कम तेजस्विता एज वी से इन संस्कृत दैट वुड कम एंड अपरिग्रह स्थैर्य इफ यू फॉलो द पाथ ऑफ अपरिग्रह इसे जन्म कथनता संबोध पर्सन बिकम्स अवेयर ऑफ द लाइफ दैट ही हैड टेकन बिफोर एंड वन दैट इफ ही वुड हैव एनी आफ्टर एंड आफ्टर दैट शौच शौच ऑल्सो ही टॉक्स अबाउट दैट ही टॉक्ड अबाउट अर्लियर इन नीमस बाह्य एंड आंतरिक द एक्सटर्नल क्लीनलीनेस एंड इंटरनल external he says that if you follow the external shauj so he says shaujat so ang jugupsa parai asansarga that he develops a no ambivalence kind of feeling for his own organs and body and at the same time no particular desire to be in company of others he could be happy and contented either way he is absolutely calm संतोषात एंड इफ यू फॉलो द संतोष तो आंतरिक शौच इफ यू डू इसे सत्व शुद्ध 
सत्व शुद्ध यू विल गेट द सत्व शुद्धि सौमनस्य एकाग्र इंद्रिय जय आत्मदर्शन योगत्वानिच यू डेवलप ए फीलिंग ऑफ द क्लैरिटी ऑफ द माइंड देन चीयरफुलनेस ए रियल काइंड ऑफ हैप्पीनेस नॉट अ प्रिटेंडेड वन यू गेट द चीयरफुलनेस एंड आफ्टर दैट यू डेवलप कॉन्सेंट्रेशन एकाग्रता देन यू डेवलप ए विक्ट्री ओवर द सेंसेज इंद्रिय जय एंड देन यू डेवलप द एलिजिबिलिटी टू हैव द सेल्फ एक्चुअलाइजेशन संतोष ही से संतोषाद अनुत्तम सुख लाभा यू लीड्स टू द बेस्ट काइंड ऑफ हैप्पीनेस दैट इज एवर पॉसिबल पर्सन वुड बी एट द हाइट ऑफ द हैप्पीनेस एंड तप ही से कायेन्द्र सिद्धि अशुद्धिक्षयात तपस दैट आफ्टर डूइंग द तपस्या इम्प्योरिटीज आर रिमूव्ड एंड पर्सन डेवलप्स एब्सलूट कंट्रोल ऑन बॉडी एज वेल एज ऑन सेंसेस स्वाध्याय इष्ट देवता संप्रयोग बाई फॉलोइंग ए पाथ ऑफ स्वाध्याय पर्सन बिकम्स वन विद हिज इष्ट देवता विद हिज डी ऑफ डिवोशन ही इज एब्सोलूटली कमिटेड टू इट एंड देन समाधि सिद्धि ईश्वर प्रणिधाना बाई following the path of ishwar pranidhan which is the fifth niyam he becomes eligible for samadhi so this is where we have reached now we are entering into the last segment of uh, patanjali's yoga sutra second chapter and in particular on the ashtanga yoga so he had already talked about yam and niyam now comes the turn of asanas it is so special that if you go anywhere in the world asanas have become the main point of discussion of the yogic approach however if you read the classical text like patanjali's yoga sutra gita upanishad vedas where the concept originated in sankhya hardly any mention like the whole i the whole uh, yoga sutra we have reached to the second chapter and we are entering into the last segment now first time the word asana is mentioned and that is all together eight words three verses are there eight words in total out of 1200 words that patanjali has written probably not more than 1.5% or something of the entire thing that he has written mainly for the reason that his idea is that the physical agility is not the idea of the yoga a gymnast could have a better control than patanjali but he would not have a control over the senses he would not have a control over the body he would have no control over the chitta no control over the sanskar he cannot control what kind of circumstances would appear in my life tomorrow and how would i react to them would have no control upon the mindset and the whole idea of the yoga and the adventure of the yoga is to have total and absolute transformation complete transformation that we say in sanskrit as rupantaran that person's uh, akriti his structure remains the same but consciousness has been modified his his the uh, inner being has been transformed to a identity where he is full of divinity light bliss sacredness that is the path of yoga so now he mentions asan and he mentions asan in three different verses and um, i will say them 
one by one, but then understand them together. So he says, Sthir Sukhmasanam. Sthir means still. Sukh means comfort, pleasure, asan. One that makes you still, but also comfortable. That is asan. And that is the simplest definition you would find. People are forcing themselves to be in asan. And if you are getting pain out of it, cannot be asan. If I handcuff someone, if I sit on top of someone, then of course he would be still, not comfortable. And becoming still, but comfortable. That's the purpose of the asan. Isthir Sukham Asanam. He said the real asan takes place if you are absolutely still. Still means nothing is taking birth in your outside but also inside. No thoughts, no emotions, no impulses, no urges, no conflict, no arguments. There is nothing that is shaking you from inside. People can be silent from outside. If somebody is going to steal at somebody's house, how calm he goes. You can barely hear his footprint and footsteps. Like, you know, it makes no difference. He is going with a very sinister purpose. That doesn't mean that he is yogi. People can walk so quietly. That doesn't mean that they have accomplished the purpose of the yoga. Purpose of the yoga is inside should be silent like a sea. You may be in the middle of a, a storm, but inside should be silent like a sea. So he says, Sthir Sukhmasanam. And then he defines it. He says, how would you reach a mastery in doing an asana? Prayatna shaitilya ananta samapatibhyam. Prayatna means effort. Shaitilta or shaitilta would mean relaxation. Ananta, infinite. Samapatti is absorption. That two things happen at the same time. No fighting of the body. We are not supposed to fight with our body to accomplish the asana. Naturally, whatever would come. So, no fighting with the body, which means relaxation of the effort. Prayatna shaitilya. And then, ananta samapatibhyam. And then, no fighting of the mind. Chitta becomes absorbed into infinite. Some commentators have also used the Ananta because Ananta is another name of the Sheshanag. That's a story that comes. A story comes of uh, like, you know, one of the legend is that the Lord Vishnu's uh, seat is on Sheshanag. And one of the names of the Sheshanag, one of the names of this huge serpent that is otherwise supposed to be holding the earth on him is Ananta, that there is no end to him. He is everywhere. And that name is also being used by some people that focusing upon the stillness of that uh, mythological snake that is there everywhere but hardly ever moves because if he would move, then the whole existence would break. So that is a more like an allegorical representation of the ultimate kind of stillness where everything depends upon the precise and perfect stilling of Sheshanag Anand or Anand also means infinite. So you can 
focus on infinity where your mind is not distracted by the body anymore become so calm and quiet and still and refined that you could reach to a state of asana patanjali says sthir sukham asanam that if you are still and comfortable with yourself then you are in asana and you develop a mastery over it if you do two things prayatna shaithilya anant samapati bhyam then what happens tato dvand anavighata person develops a state where dvand which means conflict anabhighata aghat means hurting anabhi means not hurting where conflicts cannot hurt him anymore where he cannot be affected by any kind of conflict no kind of affliction can affect him heat or cold any kind of extremes anger or compassion he is not affected by any of them he has reached to a state that in sanskrit call is the asan siddhi that if he is sitting at one place he would never have to move from there unless there is a will and volition coming from inside pujya gurudev when he went to do the translation so many of you may not know but he is the only person who has translated entire indian scriptures and made it available for free like you know not only vedas are there shrutis smritis upanishads vedang upaved darshans they all are there and not only gurudev translated all of them all the puranas all the smritis but he made it available for free he said the wisdom cannot be copyrighted so it gave it for free that there is no copyright to any of the literature that gurudev has written and seems like a only a translation task but it's not like that the vedic sanskrit and contemporary sanskrit are two different languages same like common greek and benzamite greek are two different languages so in the language the bible was written was a different one in the language we access it now is a different one same like the language that is used in writing vedas and puranas and upanishads is a different than what we use these days so you need to be uh, a very perfect like you know a person or scholar who has got the absolute understanding of the language that's been written then only you can write a commentary upon it so he did that and he made it available free to everyone there is no copyright and he did that translation one part of that translation in gangotri uh, the place where the first temple of ganga is there so ganga is originating from gomukh then it comes to uh, gangotri and in gangotri is the temple of ganga so there was a cave where uh, uh, yogi used to sit only 40 years ago 50 years ago i am talking about slightly more i think 1970s i am talking about so exactly 50 years so gurudev when he went he was living in a cave called swami krishnanand and swami krishnanand he used to sit on one rock and uh, was photographed by many people and then he used to get up once in a year only once in a year no matter where he like you know whether a storm would come it used, it snows like hell in gangotri he would sit on that rock only with no clothes nothing whatsoever gurudev went gurudev lived in the same cave as him so he went to like you know he got up to greet gurudev when he came in and then also when he left that time also he got up so he was like that tato dwand anavighata whether heat or cold nothing is affecting him 
So Patanjali defines asana in three verses. He says, if you are sitting and comfortable with yourself, you are in asana. And you reach a mastery over the asana if there is no fight taking place, either in your body or in your mind. Prayatna shaitilya, aprayas. You are not making any effort from your side to make it happen. If you are forcing yourself, then it cannot be asana. It has to come natural. That's why you see, like you know, the 84 asanas given in the Yaran Sangita and Hatyog Pradipika, they are depending upon the 84 lakh yonis that Lord Shiva has selected. And each, when you are doing, whether you are doing Bhujangasana, whether you are doing Shashankasana, you are supposed to follow the energy of the animal that they represent. Bhujangasana, you should become like a snake. You have become a snake. Tadasana, you have become a tree. Now your energy should be like a tree. As the tree should be, you should be as still, you should be as compassionate, you should be as caring for other people as a tree should be. That is the idea. Idea is to imbibe the energy of that. And if you are making an effort, how would you do that? You are supposed to do it without making an additional effort to make that happen, without forcing yourself to be in that particular position. No fighting. That is the idea. And he says that if you do that, then you reach to a state where conflicts cannot afflict any injury upon you. Then comes pranayam. He says, Sate, that if you are able to attain that, Shwasha Prashwasaha Gati Pranayama. Inhalation and exhalation of the breath, Gati means regulation, pranayam. That once you are able to attain the asana, only if you have attend a mastery over the asana, then the true pranayam can take place. And you all know it very well. Like, you know, if body is not in a state of calmness, how would you have a calmness of the breath? They cannot exist together. Only it can happen if the body is absolutely calm and comfortable. Like, you know, if I am only already in a state of anxiety, if I am in a state of anguish, then my breath would go up and down. There would be no regulation of the breath and I won't be able to hold it properly. So again for pranayam, Patanjali gives three verses together and they should be understood together to uh, understand it better. He says that pranayam, it happens like, you know, shwasu prashwasu, tasmin sati, shwasu prashwasu, gati vichedaha pranayama, bahyabhyantar istambhavritte. I will say the full verse, then it would be easier to understand. Bahyabhyantar istambhavritte deshakala sankhyabhe paridrishtaha dirga sukshma. That these pradayam that takes place, shwasha prashwaswala, the one in which there are three types of pradayam that are happening at the same time that almost everyone does and they know when we are stopping it outside, when there is no further air that is left to be exhaled. It's the rechak that you have. And once you are doing the opposite, when there is no further air left for you to inhale, it is purak. When you are holding it inside, it's a kumbhak. So he says, Bah, Abhyantar and Stambhavritti, these three are the common types of pranayam. And they are evaluated by Desh, Kal, Sankhya. Where you are doing Desh, Kal, Time you are doing, for how long you are doing, Sankhya, how many you are doing. So their evaluation is based on this 
and depending upon that there could be dirgha and sukshma long or short pranayam that you can do if you do that bahyabhyantar vishay akshepi chaturtha only developing a mastery over this common pranayam that everyone does but without developing a mastery on the asanas if you are developing a mastery on asanas and doing these three pranayams then you are eligible to enter into the fourth one which he just defined bahyabhyantar vishay akshepi chaturtha chaturtha means force akshepi means surpassing vishay means the subject he says the fourth one that surpasses all three category so what is left he has already mentioned the pranayama normally these are the three things that you can do inhalation exhalation or holding what is left he says the left is the one which happens automatically where you don't have to bring your awareness to do it you are aware of every single breath automatically you are already your concentration is there with every single breath in breath out your awareness is there if you are able to do that then pranayam becomes automatic you don't have to do it normally we are sitting to do the pranayam normally we are deciding okay today i will do anulom vilom today i will do nadi shodhan today i will sit for pranakarshan pranayam bhastrika shitali i will do it i am making myself available in that particular hour for a particular practice but if practice becomes automatic i don't have to make an active effort to do it then he says then it's the fourth one so three verses patanjali defines for asana three for pranayam so yam niyam asan pranayam now if you are able to accomplish both asan and pranayam then what happens tatah kshiyate prakasha varanam tatah then shiyate lifted prakash light avaran covering then the covering over the light that is inside is lifted it shines through then it is possible to get a glimpse of the purity of the consciousness that is hiding inside us tatah kshiyate prakasha varanam one of the most beautiful way to define it he says the veil has been lifted now you can see the beauty inside you don't have to worry about anything it's all there and he says dharanasu cha yogyata mansa then person develops the mind develop the yogyata the quality to have dharana dharana would not come now but he is giving that now it is eligible to have dharana because after pranayam what would come pratyahar and how would he define the pratyahar he says swavishaya asamprayoge chit swarupakar ev indriyanam pratyahara that once our consciousness has withdrawn from the senses if you see the tortoise tortoise is able to bring its limbs back same here moment it withdraws its concentration from the senses eyes are watching but they are not involved in seeing 
there is a difference between hearing and listening. I can hear anything that comes to me. But when I start to pay attention, then I am listening. Same thing happens in this case, that in Pratyahar, there is a withdrawal of the senses take place. Swa-vishay-asampryoge. He detaches himself from the senses. Chitta-sarupakar. And he becomes one with the chitta. Iva. Indriyanam Pratyahara. And in this state, it is called Pratyahar. Then comes the last verse. Tataha Paramavash Indriyanam. Then Tataha Param greatest avashya's control senses is Indriya. Uh, Indriya are the senses. So then comes an absolute, permanent, non-negotiable control over the senses. So this is how the second chapter would come to an end. He started talking about the Yoganga, but he purposely ended on the Pratyahar. Because the practices, like, you know, because of a, one particular trick that you probably would be able to realize, Tatahakshiyate Prakashavaranam, because the wheel over the uh, light has been lifted. And that can only happen if karma has been paid back. So, because everything was related to the shuddhi of the karma in the sadhan path, he has just ended it here. Many people question that why did he end the chapter in the middle of Ashtangyo? He did it because these five are related to our relationship with the external body. The remaining three, dharana, dhyana and samadhi, they are all happening in the inner consciousness and hence they should be dealt separately, even if they come in the bigger category of the Yoganga. So this is where the second chapter ends, Sadhanpad. And the purpose of the Sadhanpad was to give the techniques for beginners and the medium level seekers. Three techniques he has introduced. First in the chapter 1, Samadhi Yoga, Abhyas and Vairagya, which helps in restraining the Chittvrittis, Chittvritti Nirodha. Second is Kriya Yoga, which is there to weaken the Klesha, attaining the Samadhi. And third is Ashtanga Yoga, which is again to remove the impurities, Ashuddhikshaya, Jnana Deepte, and to give the birth to the inner light. Aapiveka Khyate, why Viveka Khyate? So this is where the chapter 2, Sadhanpada ends. Thanks for patiently listening. We end by Shantipat. Om Dyo Shante Rantarikshagvam Shante Prithave Shante Rapah Shante Roshadaya Shante Shantir Vishwedevah Shantir Brahma Shante Sarvagvam Shante Shante Reva Shante Sama Shante Rede Om Shante 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 Sarvarishta Sushantira Bhavatu 
हमारे YouTube चैनल शांति कुंज वीडियो गायत्री परिवार को सब्सक्राइब करें एवं बेल आइकन जरूर दबाएं ताकि गायत्री परिवार की विभिन्न गतिविधियों की जानकारी आपको मिलती रहे